Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks this morning. We love getting together in the morning and doing these podcasts. And we're pretty excited about this podcast right here. And we're we're in Psalm 8 right now of the Bible. And as we've went through the Bible and as we've looked at these Psalms, we've tried to give us a practical side and, and what God has for us through these Psalms. And we've been trying to give you a song. We promised a song every day last week. We missed a couple, so we've been doing them on the last few days. And we want to continue to do them. We want you to hear one of the new songs we just wrote. And uh, Stephanie did a great job on the music I wrote, and she kind of fixed it up. There was a couple words she changed. I kind of made it a worship song, but uh, Stephanie made it a hymn, and it's fantastic. Literally the best piano playing ever. So, you know, at some point, Stephanie, we need to share whole songs. At some point, we need to figure out how to, you know, how to take the professional recordings and throw them out here on the podcast. I don't know how we're going to do that. But we're going to figure that out. But anyway, with me. Because you know me and techiness, you know, non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie uh, Stephanie has uh, a technical side that her kids do for her. And, uh, and I'm That's not. That's right. I'm somewhere between her kids and her. So there's not oh, a lot of good there. Way, way yeah. closer to my kids than, uh, than me as far as technology goes. Yeah and, yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, Stephanie's bright. And uh, it's not like she's, you know, a knucklehead or dumb or anything like that. It's just she has not picked up on that. But her husband, Charles, this is what I found out. He had like the best phones, the best drones, the best watches, the best computers. And so he was running the techie side of the Wesco clan. He was. And because yep. of that, Stephanie just sat back and, and just enjoyed having the techie side being taken care of. Uh, but, That's right. I did. <laughs> So, so Stephanie, catch us up on what's going on with you today. So uh, with us is Stephanie Wesco. And uh, so what's going on with you? Well, you know, Doug, I am just sitting around popping chocolates. and um, Not chocolates. Up, you you're know. on a diet. That face is getting skinny. <laughs> yeah. No, no chocolates and no feed up. Um, that's for sure. Um, doing well. You know, it's like Monday mornings our Monday mornings, but I, we got home late last night, so I'm just, you know, working on catch-up stuff, and um, loved getting to hug all my kiddos this morning. A bunch of them were asleep by the time I got home last night, so, um, yeah, yeah, that's life. So we got home late last night, and we got to hug Doug. He got home late last night. We got home, and he was about 15 minutes behind us, and... Uh, yeah, but it was good to see him. So we told our peeps, we told our peeps that we're going to give an introduction to each child on the on the mm-hmm. uh, on the subsequent podcast. And so you didn't see it here, folks, but I flipped a pen, and the thing that hooks it to your pocket, that clip. If that was aiming up, it was going to be the oldest child, and we were going to work down. If it was aiming down, it was going to be the youngest child, and we were going to work up. So uh, Stephanie has a four-year-old daughter. Her name is Emmeline. And uh, Emmeline is one of those great American people. So uh, tell us about Emmeline. Catch us up. Wow. Emmy is our little built-in diva. She is, man. Um, yep. Nothing escapes her. 
No. She's way too smart. She is. For a four-year-old. Yeah, she's brilliant. And um, she has this face she makes. Her new thing when she really wants something is she kind of purses her lips up and tilts her head and gets this little prayer pose, goes, yeah. and uh, it melts me sometimes. Other times it does not work. Um, but she drives that on. She calls my dad Grampy now. Grampy. And she melts in between that and the face. It's uh, anyways, but yeah, she's doing well. She's in pre-K this year and smart as a whip in school. Love school. And, um, but Emmy's, Emmy's asking tough questions, um, these last few weeks. Um, I think my kids deal with a lot of subconscious triggers, um, with the time of year, you know, in just a few days, we're going to hit the two year mark of when we left for Cameroon. And, um, my kids are talking a lot about it and, um, all on their own. I don't bring it up. So I know they're dealing with a lot of triggers and memories in their own heads and, and that means at that point if she doesn't remember who her dad was and all she knows is what she's, you know, what we talk about and from pictures and she's struggling with that yeah. and struggling with who was my dad, who is my dad. And so, um, you know, if you think of her, pray for her that God will give her healing in her little heart. And, um, boy, she has some demands. She keeps asking a God and then asks me why God's not meeting those demands and, so, um, she's, she's in a learning process. She's, you know, asking more and more questions about Jesus and, um, it's exciting. You know, a four-year-old that, that age range is one of my favorites and Emmy's man, she is just all in. And so that makes it extra fun. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Emmy is awesome. She's beautiful. She's, uh, uh, she's the most brilliant four-year-old I've ever met in my life. And she asked me some of the hardest, nobody in my entire time in the ministry has asked me harder questions than Emmeline Hope Wesco. You know, why did my daddy die? Uh, what would my daddy think of me? Uh, you know, why did God call my daddy home and not someone else who's mean? I mean, she always has those questions and sometimes she'll call me and she, uh, her mom lets her FaceTime with me often, thank God. And, uh, but anyway, when sometimes when Emmy runs to her room and you hear her shut her door, there's, <laughs> there's an important question coming. And when the, when the questions start like with, you're a preacher, right? You went to school for that. You understand the Bible, right? And then, uh, and then she asks you three or four of the hardest questions you ever heard your entire life. And, uh, but Emmeline is great. Pray for Emmeline Hope Wesco if you think about it. Put her on your list, and we'll be uh, we'll be rolling into the second kid tomorrow, old Caleb, and uh, we'll tell you a lot about Caleb. He's a pretty AKA great guy. Turtle Man. The Turtle yeah. Man. That's right. So uh, I call him <laughs> Peptile. As a matter of fact, I nicknamed him yep. Peptile. And, oh, and he uh, is so proud of that name. Yeah, and also something to remember also uh, about Emmeline is Emmeline is a little uh, is is very much a little Stephanie. The same eyes, the same look. Uh, except she does have a different attitude about her. <laughs> and, uh, but it's a good attitude most of the time. Yeah, but, uh, uh, she just got more spunk. She does, and she's got a, she's got more confidence than her mom does. 
And that's why we're in the book of Psalms. Son. If your four-year-old has more confidence than you do, uh, you need to do a podcast with us, praise God. And uh, here we are. That's where we are right now because Emmeline wow. has more confidence and more anything. She told me a, a few weeks back, I guess, I don't know, a couple months back, she called me up and she told me she called me Uncle Dud for a while, but now she's got Uncle Doug down pretty well. But she called me up and she said, Uncle Dud, I don't have this particular doll. You remember that? What doll yes. was that? It was terrible. Um, yeah. Was it Anna? Anna. No, she had on. Um, yeah, she had Elsa. She needed Anna. And she needed the Anna that matched the Elsa that Debbie and I bought her at Disney World. And so, man, I had to yeah. search. I had to find the right specifications. And uh, Debbie and Stephanie said it was spoiling her, but it was just fulfilling a need. You can't have one <laughs> without the other. It's uh, oh, uh, as any reminded she, me that uh, yeah. you, you got to have both. I mean, they're sisters. Well, I mean, sisters need. Yes, she's like I have Steffi, yeah. and Elsa doesn't have Anna. So I hooked her. You up. know, that's pretty good logic for four-year-olds. I saying. think it was, and uh, and she said, <laughs> you know, and Anna needs to take care of her sister. Anna needs to get here, and if you watch the movie, Anna had to take care of her sister, and. So I think yeah. that all makes sense. I've watched that movie seven times with Emmeline Hope Wesco. So anyway, here we are on Psalm number eight, and we're talking about Frozen. Here we are on Psalm number eight. We're not advertising Frozen, nor do we think there's subliminal messages in the sky while watching Frozen. We think it's just a f freaky movie. But anyway, here we are. Are we on Psalm eight or Psalm nine? We're on Psalm eight. Psalm eight. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I almost got lost there. Well, peeps, this is what <laughs> happens when you spend the first 10 minutes laughing and talking about Emmy. She makes everything feel better. She could turn the world on with her smile like that old Mary Tyler. She does. More so. Oh, Lord. She does. Yeah, she does. So maybe, hey, post a picture of Emmy on our site. We got to do that every okay. day when we talk about a kid so people know what they're seeing out there. O Lord, our okay. Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set the glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightiest still, mightest, I'm sorry, still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man? that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man thou visiteth him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and yoxen, yea, and the beast of the field the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Wow. What a psalm of glory and honor to God and, and honoring God for allowing us to have dominion over the earth and honoring God for allowing us to walk on that earth. And I mean, as we went through that, Stephanie, what came to your mind? This this psalm just makes you smile. It, it's a song of praise and adoration for who God is. Yeah. And um, 
when I read this psalm, there are some nuggets in here. Um, and it's also a song of humility. Yeah. You know, as David says, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? You know, it's like, God, we're nothing. You've created all this. And, you know, there's nothing that shows you this more than when you visit a planetarium yeah. or you go and learn about how vast the universe is. Oh, I love planetarium. And realize that God created all of that, all everything in six days. He's that powerful. And yet on this one little planet called Earth, in the midst of the universe, Earth is this teeny little speck. And then on that teeny little speck in the whole universe, God created man. And created man not only just as he could have like an animal, yeah. but God created man in his own image. Yeah. And in his own likeness and gave us the ability to think and to love and to serve him and to adore him. And David's just like, wow, God. You know, he stands in awe of who God is in this chapter. He does. And, and somehow we need to get there. Somehow those of us, this practical side, and not to hop in it too quick or anything, but I think right here at the beginning of the psalm, we need to be there. So how how do we get there, you know, Stephanie? How do we, how do we say... You know, we're coming out of this deep, dark pit. We're in the midst of a trial of our life. How do we get to this place right here where the psalmist is? And uh, we're just realizing how good we do have things. Wow. I think when we're in the midst of a pit, some of, some of the times that we have to praise God the most is when we feel like praising him the least. Yeah. And... Um, I know I've talked to you about this for October 30th of this year, but I don't want to sit around and spend the evening of October 30th weeping. Yeah. I don't want to sit around that day wishing for all the things that in my fleshly brain could be, should be, would be if all the ifs were different. Yeah, yeah. I want to spend that day praising and glorifying and worshiping who God is. Yeah. And, and we don't want to have a funeral service. We don't want to have a, no. we don't want to have a no. day where, you know, things come along and the kids are like, oh boy, here we go again. You know? Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's the devil's, the devil does a great enough job at shooting fiery darts at us of memories and things that are there, you know, there's things that are there to deal with. So it's like, okay, God, we're going to make a choice yeah. to praise you for who you are. And when we're in the midst of valleys and we're in the midst of trouble to take the time to make the choice to say, my feelings may be screaming a thousand different crazy things right now. But God, you're still God, and I will love you, and I will worship you because you're my God. Yeah. And I think that's what this psalm is. And I think verse 2, verse 2, I, I mentioned this to you the other day as we were talking through, you know, these psalms that were coming up. But verse 2 is powerful. And it's a little nugget that's stuck in here Yeah. that is powerful to me. David says out of the mouth 
of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, Mm. that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. You know, we live in a day and an age when abortion, when killing a child is being pushed by certain people and by certain parties as the norm and as okay and as justified and God forbid even a necessity when we serve a God in heaven who says out of the mouth of babes and suckling has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies you know children are a way that God gives strength children are a way and God uses the words and the songs and the prayers of children, I believe in a way, and that's what God has has really opened my eyes to with this verse. He says that thou madest still the enemy and the vendor. Are we training our children to pray? Are we telling them it's okay to pray? It's okay if you don't know how to say all the right words. Just talk to Jesus. You know, God says that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, Thou hast ordained strength. Oh, you want to yeah. You want to talk about humility? Adventure. I mean, a little baby that's uh, you know that's involved with his mom and breastfeeding, and, and out of them, they praise God. Out of them, yes. I mean, if that won't humble you, out, if to, to realize that our little babies, you know, and sometimes it gets that way. You know, sometimes parents get left behind somewhere, and their kids bring them back, and and uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, understanding that everybody has a responsibility to praise God, everybody yeah. has an innate place in the pecking order, and we're just below the angels, but we're given the grounds in the universe, and I, I mean, we're given the earth and it's ours, and we can walk around on it, we can grow on it, we can enjoy it, and uh, yeah, and, and just to remember that we can do this. But I want to go back, and and, and I know that uh, Psalm eight, there's there's so much though. You know, though we're small, is it, what I, I want to say this. I want to go back to Stephanie with a couple of questions because I, I know the time is speeding by and she's singing a song for us here at the end. But uh, I, I think it's important to understand that, that David's talking about, you know, not only do the babies, but he's talking about the other things that bring glory and honor to God, the, the billions of the universes and the planets and the stars. And Stephanie talking about the planetarium, which made me all of a sudden go back in my mind to Washington, D.C., to the planetarium there into the uh, Museum of Natural History. Most of it's a lie with creation, but an evolution. But and I'll tell you, but then, and then we're reminded there in verses five through eight that though though man is small in comparison to all these things, that God has given us our hands and allows us to do these things and puts things under our feet, and we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to, to prove that who God is and to and to worship Him. And then He talks about. I th- I love the way He ends there in verse nine that how magnificent God is throughout all these stars, all these kids, all these people and the responsibility we have. But uh, Stephanie, I wanted to go back. Now, I just wanted to bang out the proper hermeneutic stuff here, which you had covered brilliantly, by the way, you always do. But I, I wanted to ask you the toughest part of praising God when you're in that valley, when you're in Cameroon and you're claiming the body and you're coming home, how do you do it? I mean, how are people listening to us right now? There's a lady who wrote me last night whose husband's stage four cancer. He's got a few days left to live. 
And, and how do we do it? How do you do it at that point? You have to look unto Jesus in a way that you've never looked at him before. Yeah. And the, there's, there's a fight of faith involved when we praise God in the dark. And, you know, it's okay. You know, Solomon talked about in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for mourning and weeping and there's times for rejoicing. And when you're losing a spouse, it is a time of mourning. Yeah. And there's no way to sugarcoat that. There is tears. And you got to see to that. You got to see to the kids. You got to see to all that. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and I think there's something about the fact that as we choose to bring our prayers and our supplications before God, he gives us a heart of thanksgiving, even in the midst of grief. And, you know, there's times that I, when, you know, when you ask me, how do you do that? I don't know. That's just the blunt, honest truth. I think to a certain extent, you don't know until you are going through that river. Yeah. Until you're going through that fire, you don't know who God is for those moments till you're in them because God reveals his grace and he reveals who he is in a way that you can never explain. And, you know, I remember in a such a very weird way when I was told that Charles was dead, a sense of peace and gratitude filled me. Because I knew that he wasn't going to live in the sense of living. That if they kept his heart beating, that's literally all that would be there was his heart beating. That he was gone. And it was in some very odd way, yes, my heart was broken. And yes, I didn't know how to breathe at that point. But at the same time, in an inexplainable way, there was a peace and there was a knowledge that God, you just did all things well. And there was mercy. It was mercy. Yes. And there's that, it's, you know, that verse that talks about that all sufficient grace, you know, that, that he says, my strength is, is made perfect in your weakness. And he gives that all sufficient grace. And, and it's true. And he gives that peace that passes all understanding. So I'll be honest. I don't know all of the hows. I don't know all of the, there's not a step. It's not if you follow these steps, but it's it would safe, be too but easy if there was steps. It's safe to say, be yourself, go to God. He knows what's going on. Well, and I think there's that you just trust, you trust him in the dark. And you cry out to him with that, with that heart of David of saying, God, yeah. help me. God, heal me. And to know that we have a Savior whose heart is touched with our grief who is there to lead us and says, uh, be not afraid, be not dismayed for the Lord. Thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest, whether you're in the good times or the bad times, the Lord, thy God is with thee and claim that stand on it. All things work together for good. And that's when the promises of God become real. And that's when you're, you come face to face with, is this really my God? Or is he just, an idea to me or is he a person is he someone that i am going to put my trust in and my confidence and my hope in and yeah and you have yeah. to come to those points in the midst of trials yeah yeah 
And I think that's great. I think, and, and folks, I think that's your answer, ma'am. And thank you for asking that question. I wanted to get to it right away. And uh, I, I, wanna, I wanna share a verse that goes along uh, with what we're covering today. And I, I think it's pretty significant. It's over in the book of Hebrews, it's 726. And it really goes with this psalm. And as I'm doing this, Stephanie's queuing up our, our new worship slash hymn. Uh, I really think you're going to like it. I love the rhythm she put to it. And it says, for God, in Hebrews 7, 26, uh, I'm sorry, for such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. And, uh, and friends, I mean, you want to talk about uh, pointing to God, giving God his due, giving God his glory. God has given us a Savior. God has given us a Savior who deserves everything we can give Him, every praise that we can share with Him, every mark that we can point toward Him. And, and with all that being said, Stephanie, I thought that was a great podcast today. And I know you were going to sing our new worship song. You were going to sing, I think, the first verse. In the, well, there's really not a chorus, folks. It's just no, kind of... No, Sing of it what you want to sing of it, Stephanie. And uh, you can start anytime you'd like. Okay, I'll just go with the first verse here. In the morning when I see your handiwork and majesty, your word moves inside of me and sets me free. When my heart wanders wrong, I find your answers and a song from the God of eternity who sets me free. Amen. He will set you free, and that's why you praise him, and that's why, uh, that's why uh, David's here. That's why David's bringing him honor and glory and thanking him for everything he's given us on earth. But more important than anything else right now is your salvation. So take a second to listen to this and make sure you got that right. And folks, if you're saved and you say, I hear that every day, glory in that. All those wonderful words of life and share them with someone else. And would you share some, our podcast with somebody? Tell them to come over and see us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We're there every week, Monday through Friday. Well, we sure do love you folks. Listen to this. It's very important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com dot com.